old. I'm Amelia and I'm five years old. Hi, I'm Joshua and I'm seven years old. Hey, this is Mommy. What's up, everyone? I'm Daddy. And you're listening to It's Movie Night. And this week we watched The Princess Diaries. Walt Disney Studios put out this book-to-screen adaptation in 2001. It's rated G and has a runtime of one hour and 55 minutes. Some other movies Disney put out around this time were Atlantis, The Lost Empire, and Max Keeble's Big Move. Girls, what would you say this movie's about? Amelia? It's about a girl who needs to find out who she really is. And her grandma told her she's a princess. That's exactly what this movie's about. It's about a 15-year-old girl from California named Mia who finds out that she's part of a royal family and is the next heir to the throne of Genovia, a small country between France and Italy. But what's her real name, Ya? Amelia. It is. As soon as they say her real name for the first time, Ya did like the slow turn to me of like, that's (laughs) Amelia. But some familiar faces and voices in this movie, we have Queen Clarice Rinaldi, played by none other than Julie Andrews. Everybody knows who Julie Andrews is. She is Mary Poppins in Mary Poppins, Maria from The Sound of Music. She is the voice of Gru's mom in the Despicable Me series, as well as the queen in the Shrek series. Amelia, or Mia Thermopolis, is played by Anne Hathaway. This was her first movie, and I've loved her ever since. But kids will know her as the voice of Jewel in Rio. She is the White Queen in Alice in Wonderland, and she plays Ella in Ella Enchanted. Lana Thomas is played by Mandy Moore, who is the voice of Rapunzel, and she does the voice of Rapunzel for everything in Tangled the Movie, the TV series, Infinity, and Sophia the First. Parents, you might remember her more as Jamie Sullivan from A Walk to Remember, as well as Rebecca Pearson in the newer series This Is Us. Josh Bryant is played by Eric Von Detten, who is Brink in Brink, classic 90s movie, guys. He is Wally in the Leave it to Beaver movie, and Maddie and I were shocked to hear this. He is the voice of Sid in Toy Story. Yeah, this was crazy because he does Sid in Toy Story, Toy Story, um, the third movie where he's the garbage man. He continues to be Sid in everything. That's just so cool. And then as soon as we heard it, it was like, oh yeah, that is him. Yep. (laughs) The director of this movie is Gary Marshall, and people aren't familiar with that name, but I'm sure you'll know the face. He's the old dude dressed up as the devil from Hocus Pocus. He's been in a lot of other movies, but that's something that I think most millennials will recognize him from. But he's also directed other iconic films like Overboard, Pretty Woman, and The Other Sister, which I love that movie. Overboard was a big, big movie in our house. Never seen Overboard. Oh, that's one of my mom's favorite movies. We'll have to watch it. So this movie, Princess Diaries, Mommy, do you remember the first time you saw it, how old you were, and did you like it? So I saw this movie in theaters right when it came out. So I was about nine years old, and I loved it right away. I loved the acting. I loved the story. I just thought it was so magical. And I think every nerdy girl at the time was like, oh, I wish that would happen to me. <laughs> but I do not have a long-lost father, so I knew that wasn't in the cards. <laughs> do you remember the first time you saw this? So I saw this movie maybe when I was 13 and I was a young boy. So it was about a girl and being a princess. And I was like, nah, I don't really feel this movie. And I did watch it. I didn't just knock it ahead of time. But uh, I watched it. I probably watched it two or three times up until this last viewing. And every time I was like, meh, it's a it's a movie, I guess. Yes, which I would say that's highly expected for the uh, male gender <laughs> when you towards this movie. Yeah. So being called The Princess Diaries, there is a diary in this movie, and I was wondering if you had a diary when you were younger. 
I did. We grew up very much so during the Scholastic Book Fair when they had mm, diaries yeah. everywhere. Um, so yes, I did have a diary with the cheap little silver lock and key <laughs> to it. Um, it was all in gel pens because gel pens were all the rage at the time. So it looked like a rainbow explosion. Could I tell you a single thing I probably wrote in there? Nope. How old were you? Nine. Okay, nine. Okay. I would say probably nine. Um, I had one before this movie came out, but then after, of course, everyone was like, oh, I forgot about my diary. Let me go do an entry. <laughs> I'm assuming not, but I could be surprised. Did you have a diary? I did not have a diary that I wrote in. However, when I was around 18, 19, I used my blog as a diary and I would write in it every single day. I would write everything that I did, who I was with where I was around, if I went somewhere, and I was religious about it. I did it every night before I went to bed. I remember looking back on it and reading what I had done, who I was with, and it's crazy to see the amount of people that you won't be talking to anymore or the people who did stick around or just the things that you did that you say, man, I thought I'd never do something like that, but you did. So yeah, diaries are nice. Like for me, I never had a, like a blog. I didn't do any of that stuff, but I did have Facebook. And mm -hmm. even when I look on Facebook, Sam, from like 2009, when I first signed up, it was like, man, that girl has changed. That girl has <laughs> yeah, confidence sure. now. I don't cringe anymore when I read my posts now versus back then. Like I, I enjoy seeing the change within yourself with these types of things. The growth. Yeah. Yes. So speaking of growth, let's talk about some of the characters of this movie. Our main character, Mia. She's set up to be this shy type. She has a few friends, but she gets along with her mom. She rock climbs, which I thought was super cool. That kind of showed her a little bit of a confident side to her. I'm not a fan of Mustangs, but she aspires to have this car running that she has. And she's just an all-around good girl. I know that you like Anne Hathaway a lot. So tell me a little bit about your experience just seeing this character for the first time. I loved Mia because most of you who know me know that I was not the uh, cool cat of the school. That's for sure. I was definitely a nerd. I definitely did not know how to do my hair. I did not do makeup. I was I was very much so Mia um, without the clumsiness. I could definitely say that I I don't think I fell as much as she did. Yeah. Um, but it was it was just so cool to see a girl that, yes, she did get made fun of at school, but it didn't seem to bother her. Like she still went on with her life. She still had her friends. She didn't care. She still went to the garage to see Michael. Like, yeah, how's my baby? And she'd yeah. call her car her baby. And this is the movie that made me fall in love with Anne Hathaway. I thought she nailed playing this awkward 15-year-old for being 19 years old at the time that she made this movie. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I watched everything with her in it after this. So I think I've seen all of Anne Hathaway's uh, filmography. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say your favorite Anne Hathaway movie is then? Oh, that is a very, very tough one. Um so younger Sam would immediately say Princess Diaries 2, The Royal Engagement. I really like the sequel to this movie. Mm -hmm. um, but more grown up Sam would say that I really enjoyed the performances in Love and Other Drugs with her and Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. Yeah, that's a good, that's got a, that's a movie that's got comedy, drama, you know, very serious topics. Um, not for kids. Do not let your children watch that movie. <laughs> no. um, but it is a very good Anne Hathaway film. Do you have a favorite of hers? Man, I'd have to flip a coin between Devil Wears Prada and Brokeback Mountain. It's got to be one of the two of those. She does give stellar performances in both of those. Devil Wears Prada definitely is a rival. Um, Brokeback Mountain, she's just not a main character enough for me. Nah, but she great. nails it. She nails it. How about Julie Andrews now? So Julie Andrews is, like you had said, Mary Poppins. 
And I didn't grow up watching Sound of Music. Like I said, I didn't like this movie. I didn't really like Mary Poppins either. I think it's kind of a overrated movie. But seeing her in this role, I thought she was awesome. Listen, Julie Andrews is a queen. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. I love her. I do think it has been so long that you are due for a Mary Poppins rewatch. Okay. Um, there is just one part of that movie that I skip, but for the most part, it is a very jovial movie, and she's just got the voice of an angel paired with Dick Van Dyke. There's just something about Julie Andrews, I think, that captivates you. Even though she doesn't have this crazy filmography like Anne Hathaway does, mm-hmm. anything that she is in is highly recognizable. Yeah. You know it. You know her face. She's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, she was She was really great as the queen in this movie. I love that she learns lessons just like Mia learns lessons. Yes, and that's a good segue into our next character because the, the main man who helps Mia and Queen Clarice find and see these lessons is Joe. Yes, Mommy didn't mention him in Familiar Faces because his filmography just isn't that great. He is in some iconic films like The Other Sister and Runaway Bride and then like Valentine's Day. But he's played by Hector Elizondo and he's awesome as Joe. If there's anything that's going to bring some male demographic into the seat to enjoy this movie, it's definitely Joe's character because he's great. He's just a tough guy, but he has this soft side to him that's there to help, which is what I think all good men try to be. Yes, he definitely has a soft spot for Queen Clarice Mm -hmm. and Mia, and he's so protective. But the one-liners he has in this movie are some of the most enjoyable moments. Like, there's a part where Mia is changing on her way to her meeting with her grandmother, and her grandma tells her, I never want to see those shoes again, and you Mm -hmm. need to wear pantyhose and blast. So she's changing (laughs) on her way there in the back. So Joe's got the thing up, but he can hear her rolling around back there, and he goes... Now, I've never tried to put pantyhose on, but it sounds dangerous. Like <laughs> It's just little things like that where he's talking to himself and you're like, Joe, you're great because it is dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So one of my favorite scenes with him and one of the positives that I have of this movie is standing up to your friends. So there's a scene where Mia can't tell anybody that she's the new heir to this throne and she's going through this transformation and she's got a new bag and her friend makes fun of it. And her friend says, oh, you're just trying to be part of the A crowd. Like, what's wrong with you? You're going to be a cheerleader next week. And Joe notices out of his rearview mirror that she's crying. And her friend is just being very brutal to her. And it's it's a hard scene to watch because, you know, Mia wants to tell her it's her best friend. But she can't do that. So when they get out of the car... Joe has this line that he tells her when you know what it is, right? Yes. um, It is a quote by Eleanor Roosevelt. And he says, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. And it is just such a beautiful message and a very important lesson for anybody, girl or boy, to hold on to because you control your own feelings. Another person is only going to hurt you if you let them. Mm -hmm. Some people are going to say things to you because they don't like your clothes. They don't like what you're eating. Roll that right off your shoulders. Yeah. You're going to control how other people make you feel. Absolutely. And then Mia and her friends start walking to school and her friend is still ragging on her. Yeah. She starts up with her berating. Yes. And Mia turns around. She's just like, stop it. She yells at her and she goes, you know, there's something going on and I can't tell you, but it, what you're doing is really hurting my feelings. And she goes, oh, I'm sorry, but can you just try to tell me, tell me what's going on? And then she does. Lily goes, that's it. The the friendship charm bracelet is coming off. Because you can tell Lily's frustrated too. For two girls that normally tell each other everything, she says it. She's like, I know something is going on that Mm -hmm. you're not telling me. Very typical best friend stuff. 
So then. Yeah, she gaslights her into telling her that she is going to be a princess. And then, like I said, it, it is a cool scene because she's standing up to her friend, but she does get gaslit immediately right afterwards. But then they do reconcile and she does keep her secret like best friends do. She so does. it all it is still all very positive. Yes. And then there's one other scene that I want to mention where Mia does stick up for herself and one of their other friends um, at school. And Lana comes over and Lana is that typical popular girl at school that just needs all eyes on her and has to be mean to anybody who's different. Head of the cheerleaders. Yep. Just that girl. And she comes over and starts making fun of Mia and one of their other friends. And she just gets up and Mia has this like positive attitude towards her and just goes, you know, I really love that cheerleading uniform. It's so nice and shiny and pretty. And then she takes the ice cream cone that she was eating and shoves it right in Lana's chest and yeah. spreads it all over her nice, clean, pretty uniform. And she says this line that I can't remember down to a T, but something about like, Mia, you're such a freak. Yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> but you know what? Someday I just might grow out of that. But you, you will never stop being a jerk. Yeah, get her. Don't get me wrong. Should we answer violence with violence? Mm, not all the time, but sometimes, kids, it's justified. Like, ice cream's not going to hurt anybody. We're not using physical violence. We're not saying anything rude back. Just, you're getting coned. And then they all start screaming, Lana got coned. <laughs> yeah, we've told our girls numerous times. Like, if anybody ever gives you some mess at school, obviously, do not use your fists. Don't use anything like that. You always resort to words. However, if it continues, you got to do what you got to do. We've told our girls. My last positive turns into a negative, and it's the scene that's mostly a montage, and it's Mia going through her makeover into being a princess. So she's learning how to sit, walk, eat like a princess. However, somebody comes in and physically transforms her. Paolo. Yes, he <laughs> plucks her eyebrows, he fixes her hair from being this frizzy ball to being straight, and then he puts makeup on her. And it is a really cool scene. I, I'm sure most people will agree that they love this scene. It's just, I like when the queen is walking frumpy, just like she was, showing her what not to do. But that is Mia. If that's what Mia is and she's happy to be that way, it should stay that way. She doesn't need to be transformed into something she's not to be a princess. And I think that that's kind of tells people, and this is why it transitions into a negative, that you don't need to tell people that they need to be this in order to be a princess. You should be able to be however you are to be that princess. Yes. And here comes the conundrum of what it is to be a woman and what it is to be a girl <laughs> growing up. This scene is wonderful. It was mine and my friend's favorite scene because it is just so cool to, to, to see her grow up in a sense. Because um, she goes from the awkward, quirky, you know, 15-year-old that she is to being elevated into a woman, if you will. And it is so contradicting because you're right. We should not have to be told how to act, how to this, that, and the other. But within the context, it makes sense. If you were going to be a royal or if you were going to go to a fancy dinner party, you would do etiquette. Just like when we go on certain vacations, we act and eat a certain way when we're in a formal dining room versus when we're in our own kitchen. Yeah. So that stuff I could see being a little bit more loose with because um, that's just scenery rather than you being like that all the time. Yeah. But yeah, he breaks her glasses and ha makes her wear contact lenses. And she even says, you know, I've never really worn them. I kind of like them and kind of disregarded her opinion. You know, you still could have cleaned her up a little bit, but maybe let Mia keep her glasses. You know, little little things like that. Um, so, yeah, it is a contradicting scene, but is a cool one. It's like the Devil Wears Prada montage, man. It is, yes. Two times Anne Hathaway goes through <laughs> some real cool 
transformation montages. <laughs> yeah, studios need to stop trying to convince us that Anne Hathaway is not attractive because she definitely is attractive. She is. I think she is one of the most beautiful <laughs> women on this planet, no matter what she's in. <laughs> But yeah, so another negative that I have is that there's a scene where Mia goes to a beach party and she's there with Josh, who she's had a crush on this entire movie. She has these daydreams of her being with him and she's just so happy to be there. And everyone gets startled because the paparazzi shows up and they go and hide. And when they finally get out of that room or that shed that she's in, the paparazzi's still there and they're all taking pictures of her. She's kind of frazzled and somebody says, give her a kiss. And without her consent, he just kisses her. And it's not a one second thing. It's like two, three seconds long and she's not cool with it at all. And I'm, you know, that's not cool in this day and age. You need to have consent. So like, this is something that makes this movie not hold up. No, because he ruins Mia's first kiss completely because yeah. there's even a scene before this where she talks to her mom like, oh, maybe today will be the day that I finally get my first kiss. I've always wanted my foot to pop. And that just gets so ruined. Yeah. And it's so sad because then after we see her crying and it's just something you never want to see happen to a little girl or even a boy. Boys can have their first foot kisses ruined as well. Absolutely. And then this leads directly into a scene that I know you said right away. Like you were like, she's 15. And what happens in this scene? Yeah, so, I, right, yeah, like Daddy said, out loud, I was like, ooh, no, 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 no. Immediately following this scene, Mia is trying to flee. She's like, I need to change out of my bathing suit, which, that I don't really understand. I would have just ran in my bathing suit and just gotten out of there, but whatever. Um, she goes, and she's trying to find her bag. She's trying to find her clothes. And then Lana and her two little minions appear. Um, and at first, it seems like they're being nice to her. They're like, we have your bag. Here's a tent. You know, we'll watch it. You change and we'll we'll get you out of here. And she's like, oh, man, you know, like, thanks, guys. And then they get Mia in this tent and she starts going about her business. And then the paparazzi come around and they flip this tent while she is changing. Yeah. And yeah, verbal just what on earth is going on. She is a 15-year-old girl. So not only is this highly illegal, um, it's and, just yeah, and paparazzi are taking pictures, flashing pictures the whole time. Yes, so it is. It is very, very, very intrusive. It is wrong. Not only do we not take pictures of a child, we don't take pictures of anybody changing people. That is not okay. Like, once again, it goes back to consent and just blatant right and wrong. Yep. And these two things are very wrong. Absolutely. And what kind of negatives are coming with the parental guidance? So we already discussed the majority of it, um, but language, there is no profanity. They use shut up, but it's used like the 90s expression of, oh my God, not the mean way. Your Majesty, in America, it doesn't always mean be quiet. Here it could mean, wow, gee whiz, golly wallace. Oh, I, I understand. Thank you. Violence, it is not your typical violence. Mia is super clumsy, so she's consistently falling, slipping, knocking things over. She also has a couple instances in gym class where she hits people with a softball on accident, but one of them is Josh, and he definitely deserved it. <laughs> yeah. Grown-up stuff, the two biggest issues with this movie are the bullying and amount of kissing for it being a G-rated film. The kids at Mia's school pick on her for her appearance, inability to public speak, and more. But it's very realistic verbal bullying as compared to other movies where it seems like they go super over the top. And then with the kissing, throughout the movie we see various teenagers laying the lock lip in. It is normal for their age group, but this could definitely make the little kids go, ew, gross. And then divorce and loss are discussed surrounding Mia's father and grandfather. Lastly, some cry factor. 
I know that I definitely cried at the end. I don't know if anybody else in the household did, but all the revelations get emotional and it was like I was 10 years old all over again. And then as for age recommendation, I'm not sure how our girls feel about it. However, I would say that they enjoyed it enough. So I'm going to say seven and up you could show this movie to. However, to fully grasp all the grown-up stuff, I'm probably going to say nine or ten and up would be a fine age to show your kids. Which is the exact age I saw this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So Rotten Tomato critics give this movie a 49%, which is a thumbs middle. Audiences have this a little bit higher at a 68%, but it's still a thumbs middle. Let's see how it holds up in our house. Zosha, do you give The Princess Diaries a thumbs up, a thumbs middle, or a thumbs down? Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Okay, Amelia? Thumbs middle. A thumbs middle? Okay, Mommy? This is a thumbs up movie for Mommy. What about you, Daddy? I'm going to give this movie a thumbs up. Oh! I'm honestly surprised. (laughs) (laughs) It was just a delightful movie. It was made at the time where people weren't overly criticizing movies. It was just a fun movie to watch. Nobody was overanalyzing and looking for deeper meanings of anything. It was just a good feel-good movie, and I enjoyed it. See, I'm very happy to hear that because you were not very excited going into this, and I'm glad that I turned that movie night around for you. So... (laughs) And if any of you would like to add The Princess Diaries to your movie night list, it is currently streaming on Disney Plus or available across platforms. And after watching, let us know if you give it thumbs up, thumbs middle, or thumbs down. And when you want to let us know what you think about the movie, please find us on social media. We like to post pictures of us on our movie nights, letting you know what snacks and sweets we're eating. We post a dad joke as well as a sneak peek clip theme to the episode coming out that week. It's a fun place to hang out. Our Facebook is It's Movie Night, and our Instagram is It's Movie Night Pod. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another movie night. Bye. Bye.